Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode, as promised, okay? (laughs) I need to change that intro because I'm on Instagram now. The Black Girls 20s Instagram page is now up and running, so feel free to follow me over there. I'm going to change it from my personal page to the Black Girls 20 page that's specifically for y'all, and I'll be posting stuff on there. Um, just like topics for us to talk about and just things, new, uh, new episodes, you know, stuff like that. So underscore black girl twenties, I'm gonna put it in the description of the episodes and I'll just change the intro around, but yeah, so this is going to be a part two to yes, my mom is actually blind. Um, in the last episode, I told y'all there were a lot of things that, that were annoying and that are annoying to blind people. And a lot of those things are like small stuff that we as sighted people really don't think about or worry about, like transportation, um, waiting on cabs. We had to wait on cabs for a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff. If we didn't know anybody in the area or we didn't have friends or, you know, somebody that would we just willingly help us, we had to wait on cabs. This was before Uber and Lyft. There was no, we, there used to be taxis. We would have to take taxis all the time. Um, having to ask for help with things, needing assistance at the airport, um, going to public places, places like bus stations, train stations, airports, and stuff like that. They would need assistance because my mom and my stepdad were both blind. So they would need assistance with things. And the assistance would take a long time or people would be um, insensitive and I think if you're somebody who works with the handicap at at public transportation places, you should have that background. You should have that background and you should have sensitivity training in those areas because that's needed. And people treating you strange. Like us going to the store and the the cashier would give me her change back. Like if my mama paid, like say if something was like, I don't know, if it was like, $12 and she gave them a $20 bill, they would give her change back to me. Oh my gosh, she used to hate that shit. My mama used to hate that. She would make them take it back and give her her money in her hand. She'd be like, did, did I give you that money? And they're like, yeah. She's like, well, why would, you, why would you give my money to somebody else? You give that money back to me. You don't know if, you don't know if I know her. You don't know if, you know, you don't know. You don't know if she could take my money and now she got my money. And I don't even know what the hell just happened. Give my money back to me. And that's valid. That's valid when you think about it. Yeah, I'm her daughter, but I could have easily not been her daughter. You know, I could have been her caretaker. I could have been anybody. And I could have just took that money. And she wouldn't have had it. It wouldn't have known what the hell happened. I think, and ask asking for Braille items. Asking for Braille items was always a hassle too. It was it was small, but it was a hassle. Um they <laughs> we would go to restaurants. I remember when I was a kid, we went to we went out to eat with my family. We went out to eat with my cousins and we went to Red Lobster and my mama asked for a braille menu. And they went back in the back and they dug deep down in the basements and the cellar of the red lobster and found managed to find one braille menu and they brought it over and she used it and um you know and everybody it makes it such a big deal about it like it's such a huge thing like 
anytime my mom would ask for some braille stuff or she would like let people know that she was blind oh it became a big thing like i can't even imagine how it would be now with all this social media shit jumping off the way that it is people would just crowd around and they would just everybody would just look so shocked and they took the braille menu like when they took it away from the table they took the braille menu and they were like playing with it you know like touching it and and you know just just playing with it and my auntie got mad and was like, why the fuck are they playing with it and pretending like they blind? And why would they do something like that? And she called the manager and get them in trouble. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, it was so just extra. The whole experience was extra. And I remember my mama being like, well, you know, they're just kids. You know, kids are curious. And I'm pretty sure they didn't mean no harm by it. I'm pretty sure they didn't mean you know, for it to come off a certain type of way. It probably looked bad to us, but to them, they just, they like, they never seen that before. You know, they're like, well, how do they even read this? You know, how do they? So it's all in the perspective of how you look at things, of course, but seeing, seeing Braille items is rare. Like Hallmark cards, like finding a card for a blind person if you if you are adventurous, because I did this myself. I did this myself maybe about two weeks ago. Cause I work around the corner. I work at Sephora, if y'all don't know. But I work around the corner from a Hallmark store. So I went in that store one day and I'm like, let me see if I can find a cart now in 2023. Cause this all this stuff was happening like years and years ago, like back at, back before 2012. And um, I'm like, okay, 2023, let me see if I can find. It. So I go to Hallmark. Y'all go to Hallmark and ask them if they have any braille cards. Ask them, do they have any braille materials? And they will not be able to give it to you. Like, I stood in that store for 15 to 20 minutes waiting for this lady to come back with some braille stuff. She came, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any. And, I, you know, it's not my place to be like, well, that's a damn shame and you shouldn't have it. You should have it and y'all shouldn't, you know, you should be more inclusive and stuff like that, which is true. You should be. But it it proved a point to me that, they still don't have it. And and then me being, you know, the daughter of a blind person, I have to I have to push that. For me, deep down in myself, I feel like it's my responsibility to push that. So will I have some braille things in the future? Will I have a line of braille stuff in the future? Hey, we never know. I might, because that is ridiculous. Braille cards, and even when we did see braille cards, it was maybe like one or two. And they will say the most just, just basic stuff. Like it would be the most vanilla of shit that you could that you could read. Like, oh, happy birthday! I love you. All these other cards. Oh, I'm so blessed to have you in my life, and I love you, and I, I want I want everything to go great for you, and you're such an amazing person, and all these other cards. They're just so deep and profound. You get those braille cards. Happy birthday! I love you. Get well soon. Always a limited supply. <laughs> but I remember days where we would have to wait. And we were waiting. We either waited on the bus or we waited on the cab to come and get us. Like, if you would listen to any of my other episodes, then you would know that my mom would get up. This is how a day would go in a house with just me and my mom. I would wake up in the morning. I um I lived off of Burdett Road off Old National Highway down the street from I went to Bethune Elementary School and I went to right next to it, it I don't know if it still is but it was uh McNair Middle School. So I got up, 
She would wake me up. I, it was horrible waking up. I used to hate it. I used to fall asleep on the toilet. Mama would come out wrong. She would wake me up, get ready for school. And I would walk to school because it wasn't far. I would walk to school. She would get up shortly after me. She would get dressed. She would probably have some coffee, knowing my mama. And she would walk down the street, out of the neighborhood. She would walk down the streets to the bus stop, to the Marta bus stop. If you know anything about Atlanta, you know about that Marta bus. She would get on the Marta bus. She would ride the bus to the train station, get on the train, go downtown, get off the train, and walk a block to her work building. Now, I only know this because I went to I went to, I went to school. I went to work with her before. I had been to work with her multiple times, so I knew the process and how it worked. And I was used to walking different places and and doing shit like that. So that was a lot to be doing for you to be totally blind and can't see. My mama could not see at all. She had glass eyeballs. She didn't have no eyes. So, <laughs> so can you imagine? Like you really have to. You have to really imagine that's doing a lot and not being able to see. And you, you in Atlanta, Georgia, you are downtown in the city. And this is like 2004, 2005 time frame. Like shit is wild. But there was times we would have to wait on the bus. We would be waiting on the train. Sometimes if she didn't feel like it, she'll call a cab. We'll be waiting on that, stopping to get something to eat, stopping at the gas station, stopping at the store. Everything costs money. And I remember my mama telling me that when I was a kid. And she was like, I need you to slow down on trying to grow up because everything costs money. Everything. And I didn't realize how real that was. Like, that's probably the realest shit I've ever fucking heard, especially for her. Everything costed money for her. And when you don't have those those things that, that are necessities to other people, like a car, everything does cost money. It sure does. So not only are you paying your bills, you're paying your bills, you're paying for groceries, you're paying to go get that stuff. Yeah, you could say, oh, yeah, well, I pay for gas. It's the same thing. Well, you're not paying every single time you get in your car. You know, you're not paying every single time you want to go somewhere, you have to get in your car and give it $10, $20. Every time. So imagine how much money was spent and imagine how much, how, how nice you have to be and how much of an understanding person you have to be to depend on people all the time. And with all this, I, I didn't make it any easier because I was a child. And I didn't understand the importance of getting things done. And I realized that now, now that I'm grown, I realized I didn't understand the importance. And it was always so hard for her just to get simple things done. And, and I'm not saying when I say get things done, I mean, transportation wise and like outside of our household wise, because she knew how to cook her own food. She knew how to wash her own clothes. Like she knew basic life skills. She knew how to count money. She knew how to do all these different things because, and I, and I used to have to explain to people and they're like, well, if she blind, how can she do this? How can she do, how can she do that? And it's like, because there are, you y'all know there are things set up for people like this, right? People have 
the basic life skills that they have because of the schools they went to. There are schools for the blind. There are schools for the deaf, for the deaf, excuse me, because people do be saying death and they be pissing me off. But it's schools for the blind and for the deaf and they teach them basic life skills. There are certain, there are certain things that you learn from being around these people that you would never know. Like you would never know that different dollars have a feel to them. Like a dollar bill, a $1 bill and a $5 bill feel totally different. So you would know as a blind person who's been filling these dollars your whole life, you would know if somebody gave you a $1 bill or somebody gave you a $5 bill just because of how it feels. You know the size of coins. When you have a coin in your hand, you know the size of it, the texture of it, how it feels, how it smells. You just, you know it. And you, you just, it becomes a part of your everyday life. You know, you learn those things. So basic life skills, you know, how to fold your own clothes, wash your clothes, cook your food, you know, sweep the floor. My mama knew how to ride a bike. Yeah, it might have been useless to some, but she did. She knew how to ride a bike. And the stories that my family used to tell me, they used to have her driving the damn car when they was teenagers. Now that I'm going to have to get more information on, but people have told me that. But people are not stupid just because they have a disability. There's a lot of people out here with disabilities who blind, they deaf, they they have stuff going on with them. Some people, they have cerebral palsy. Some people have uh, physical ailments. But they're a lot smarter than you, and they're a lot smarter than me. So don't don't think that. Don't, don't be fucking ignorant. But small stuff, like going to the store, <clears throat> having to be late for stuff, because people don't, people don't care about things that don't pertain to them, and people don't care about things that are important to you. What's important to you is not always important to somebody else. So we were, we were late for things, and we, we had to always depend. It was always depending. Because think about it. If you got somewhere to go, you got a doctor's appointment or you got to make it to somebody's event or something like that at a certain time. And then you got to depend on somebody to come get you, whether it's a cab or it's your friend or or somebody who just volunteers to take you somewhere. And you got to do it on their time. Everything you got to do is on their time. Somebody want to pick you up for work. You on your second and third strike at work because your ass been being late because you're blind. So you, things be happening that you can't, you can't do too much because you're limited. So now you on your second, third strike at work. Somebody said they'll come pick you up, but they taking their sweet fucking time. Depending on people is a pain in the ass. And it's so crazy because most people's dependence cup and like their dependence bar is very, very high and damn near full because they haven't had to depend on people their whole life. Their mama was able, their mama could see their parents had cars. You know, they was able to do things whenever they wanted to do it. They was able to go to after school programs. They was able to do sports. They were able to do all these different things without having to depend on someone. Like, I want y'all to really think about, really think deeply about it. Like, and my mama felt bad. She felt bad for the things that I wasn't able to do or that she felt like I wasn't able to do. And I, and I still to this day would like to ease her mind about that because girl, a lot of that stuff I didn't even want to do. That's fine. A lot of stuff I only did because my friends was there. 
<laughs> and because they was doing it. Girl, I wasn't mad. Like, depending on people, is it's annoying and it can be heartbreaking because it's like people are just, just people in general, nobody specifically, but the way people are in general is frustrating to deal with because I have the realistic the realistic understanding that people have things that they could be doing or that they would rather be doing and they don't always want to help you. Some people help you because they feel like that's what they should do or they feel like that's the right thing to do, but they don't necessarily always want to. They don't necessarily always feel like it. You can't always pay somebody for them to want to do something. Okay, I'm going to give you $20 worth of gas. I still don't feel like getting up out my bed. You know, it's certain stuff. So having to deal with people and ask people to get out of their comfort to do something for you is already like, it already make me itch and make me not want to do it. But then having to deal with their time management as opposed to yours, it's, it's just, it's not something you want to do. It's very frustrating. But people don't have to think about that when they have their own. So it's always good to have your own, always. Nothing is better than doing it and having it yourself, in my opinion. Yeah, they can help you. Yeah, your family members, they might help you. But that shit, that don't mean they want to do it either. You know, everybody is not obligated to cater to you. The way that you feel. But I have another episode about that. So we're not going to get too much into that. But I hate it. I hate depending on people. And I know that better now than I ever have about having your own. I understand that now more. And I was only, at the time I was like 15, 16, 17. I didn't get it back then. But as I got older, I would hear people Excuse me. As I got older, I would hear people. They would talk about how my mama couldn't raise me. Or they would criticize her in the way that she raised me and what they thought was best. And there were times I even brought up that I, I could go live with one of my aunties. And my mama told me, hell no. She told me that she's my mama and that I'm everywhere that I'm supposed to be. And in that in that moment, like I said, I'm young. I think I know. I don't know shit. And I hate myself. I hate myself for saying that to her now because there are some things that I didn't know. I didn't know that when I was born, child services tried to take me away from her and she had to fight to keep me. Nobody ever told me that. Nobody sat me down and told me. She didn't even tell me. And I don't know that that it just it just brings silence to me because what? I never knew that. And she like people have tried to take you away from me. People have tried to make it seem like I'm not a good mother and I don't know what to do. So when you go to school, don't act like you ain't got no fucking sense. 
when you go to these places, act like you, you know, come on, act like I raised you. Act like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I am. Because the, it's, it's not going to take nothing. It's not going to take nothing for them to try to take you away from me. And that's why I say y'all don't know the conversations that me and my mama had. So I will never act like my life was too hard or seek some type of sympathy because it could have been bad. It could have been, my life could have been a lot worse than what it was. So when I look back at how I acted, I be want to beat my own motherfucking ass. Y'all, I want to beat my own ass. Like, even, even if I could just go back to 16 years old, I, I really, just like how I said in that one episode, I would literally jump out of thin air and whoop my fucking ass. Because, girl, what is you doing? Stupid. It could have been bad. I was never abused. I was never raped. I didn't live on the streets. I had a home to go to. I always had food to eat. I didn't have the most stylish clothes in the bed, but I had it. I had clothes to wear. I had what I needed, y'all. And she loved me. My mama actually loved me. And seeing these girls with moms who don't give a fuck about them. And some of them moms who don't love them. And and some of them can't love them because they don't know no better. It really makes me cry because all mine wanted for me to do was understand, understand life, understand this world and talk to her about things. And at the time I was not in the mental space to do that. I felt like everything was so spotlighted on her that I didn't, I didn't need to add to that. If that makes sense. At 16, 17 years old, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wanted my friends. I wanted to hang out. I wanted to do what I wanted to do around that time. It, I didn't understand it, but I'm not going to cover everything and I can't cover everything and get in it as deep with you about this as I want to, because I really want y'all to understand so maybe one of these days I might make a YouTube video and we'll really talk in depth about this. If that's something that y'all want. Um, but I will say this. Even after all the things I did and the things that I said out of ignorance, my mama loved me anyway. Like towards the end, near the end, she knew that she was dying. And she told one of my aunts, she told my auntie, take care of my child and make sure she grow up and she able to take care of herself because I don't want her depending on nobody. I don't want her to have to depend on nobody. I don't want her to have to ask nobody for nothing or nothing because she lived her life having to do that. Literally on her headstone says, she told me to put that on her headstone. She said, make sure they put she waited most of her life. We were sitting down talking one day and she was so frustrated because she was waiting on the cab to come get her. And she was like, Jade, when I'm dead and gone, I want you to put, 
she waited most of her life. She said, because most of my life I have spent waiting. A percentage of my life I have spent waiting, waiting on somebody to come get me, waiting on somebody to do something for me, waiting on somebody to help me, waiting on the phone, on hold, waiting for somebody to figure something out. I've waited so much. And she don't want me to have to wait. So I'm doing my best not to. And I've got myself in situations where I have, I have failed at that. Like me losing my car, my whole car situation, that's a big, big, big deal for me because not having a car growing up, it's, I know my mom, she's shaking her head and rolling over in her grave. Like, girl, how could you do that? You know, you know how bad you need a car. You know how bad we've always needed a car. Like, you should never get in a situation like that. But I'm learning and I'm growing. And I'm doing better with that. And I'm putting more intention into my actions and the things that I do nowadays. But I just wanted to share this with my listeners so you can get to know me a little better. You know, I think y'all should, I think y'all should know me if you don't already. And I'm always looking for things to keep with me and represent my mama with. Like, uh, I like Braille paintings. I like the Braille art prints and like anything, anything that represents the blind. Um, I have an app. It's called the Be My Eyes app. If you're interested in this, this is not sponsored, by the way. But it's the Be My Eyes app. And it, it allows a blind person to video call you through the app when they need something. And they let they let you see it for them. Like, um, for example, I got a call one time and this guy was like, can you see if my, if my hamburger is done? Like, can you make sure it's done for me? I said, yeah. So I looked at it and then I asked him to flip it over and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it's done on both sides. And he like, okay, thank you. And you know, we hung up. It, they can, they can call you for little quick things. If they need you to read something or anything like that. And I think that's, that's amazing. And I really love having that because I, I feel like I'm doing something. I feel like I'm remembering my mom in that way. I feel like she would appreciate that. And that's something that she would utilize. Um, they have different events too. And I'm I'm nerdy. Like I <laughs> I like to make like when I go out of town and stuff, sometimes I, I call it making it a nerd trip. But if these events are around, I'll go to them. Like dinner in the dark, that's something you could go to. So you can see how blind people live when it's like what it's like going out to eat because they have dinner in the dark all the time. So that's kind of how how it is. And and some people would approach this conversation like real serious. It's not. I'm telling you, like my mom used to laugh. Her and my stepdad used to laugh all the time about how they was blind and they would make jokes with each other. And it, it's it's a reality and it's it make light of it. You know, it's nothing wrong with making light of it, but. Dinner in the Dark is a, it's an event where you go in, you sit down, they, they turn the lights down and it's just totally pitch black dark and you're eating, you know, you're eating, you feeling the different textures of things, the different tastes and stuff like that. It's a cool experience, a cool experience to have. Um, Dialogue in the Dark, that's another one. I didn't get to go to Dialogue in the Dark when it came here. This was some years ago, mind you. This was probably like 2013. I didn't get to go to it 
um, I think I, I think I heard about it like at the last minute or something. And I was supposed to, me and mama was supposed to go actually, excuse me, but, um, it's, it's also similar to the dinner, but you go in and you're getting around a room. Y'all know I'm not editing no, nothing out. So yeah, I burnt, but I'm not editing that out. You go into a room and they cut the lights down. And this is just from the description. Um, you know, you find your way through a house, finding your way through a house in the total darkness. And I think that's a cool experience for people to have so that you can understand what those, what, what those people go through, you know, what other people go through and how, how, how difficult and how challenging it can be to deal with that, especially. And you know what? And I feel for people who went blind, people who go blind, like my mama had retinoblastoma. So at a, at a young age, I think she was like two, two years old. So her whole life, she was blind. There are some people who they end up, they end up in an accident or they have an injury or an illness and they go blind. So adjusting, adjusting to, blindness just just imagine that but thanks for listening to this episode uh, I promise I'm not always this serious I promise y'all we're gonna talk about some less serious stuff here pretty soon but as always I will catch you in the next one